0: Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.
1: Ready to celebrate International Women's Day?
0: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when
2: enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're pulling back the curtain to reveal women overlooked in their own lifetimes or in our historical accounts of the eras in which they lived. We're talking about the activists, thinkers, leaders, artists, and innovators history's forgotten. Today, we're talking about a woman who's known as one of the earliest feminist writers. If you haven't heard her name, it might be because her passions were strong and politically varied. Still, she was one of the earliest women in English history to write about something truly radical at the time, that men and women could be intellectual equals. Please meet Mary Astle. Mary Astell was born on November 6, 1666 in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in England. Her childhood years were fairly affluent. Her father was a successful coal merchant and their family had just secured a position in the gentry. That all changed when Mary was 12 years old and her father died. Her mother struggled to keep the family afloat and their financial situation became precarious. Mary didn't attend school, so most of her education probably came from her uncle, Ralph Astle, a Cambridge-educated clergyman and poet. He likely introduced her to many philosophers and poets. But he also died when Mary was around 13 years old. From there, historians think that she must have taught herself. When Mary was around 20 years old, she moved to London to pursue a writing career by herself. This was a risky move for a young woman at the time, especially one with little money. Mary sought help from the Archbishop of Canterbury. He helped Mary gain a foothold in the city by providing financial support and contacts with other potential patrons. In 1689, Mary completed a manuscript of poetry and dedicated it to the Archbishop as thanks. Eventually, to support her writing life, Mary established herself among a group of wealthy London Society women. Mary's writing career in London was marked by her unwavering commitment to both God and rational thought, as well as a remarkable self-confidence. In 1693, she decided to write a letter to John Norris, a notable philosopher of the day. She had read his work, and she noticed a few things in his argument that she found inconsistent. She said as much in her letter, and Norris wrote back. He was impressed by her wit, so much so that he eventually got Mary's permission to privately publish her many letters. He didn't credit Mary by name, but in the introduction, he included an assurance to readers that, however unbelievable it may seem, the rational and insightful writings really did belong to a woman. In 1694, Mary published her own work, titled A Serious Proposal to the Ladies. In it, Mary argues that women have the same capacity for reason as men, but that women had been taught to place value in material concerns rather than developing their minds and souls. She writes directly to her fellow women, telling them that admiring their image and mirrors, quote, "...will not do you half so much service as a serious reflection on your own minds." In a serious proposal, Mary also sketched out her idea to establish a women's monastery. It would be a place where single women could go to retire from worldly concerns and turn their focus towards education and serving God. This idea stirred up some controversy among readers. The Anglicans didn't like how Catholic Mary's proposal sounded. Readers also didn't like the idea of women walking around a closed community, wearing no makeup and spending all their time studying and in prayer. Three years later, Mary published a second volume of a serious proposal to the ladies, writing about her frustration that her women's monastery had gained little traction. Mary's other significant proto-feminist work, Some Reflection Upon Marriage, was published in 1700. Her reflections were that marriage was a failing institution. She felt that the moral defects of human beings had twisted it, so brutish men abused their power over their submissive wives. Mary advocated for mutual respect and friendship between spouses, a pretty radical idea for her day. But there were limits. She never actually called for reform. She still believed marriage was sacred and ordained by God. In the early 1700s, Mary published pamphlets in support of the conservative Tory party. Although she clearly understood the intellectual equality between men and women, in most other areas she was a staunch conservative. She was a royalist, devout Anglican, and she believed in the patriarchy. This might be why she doesn't endure as a hero of the feminist movement in English history. Regardless, it's likely that her writings influenced later generations fighting for gender equality. By 1709, Mary stopped publishing her writing. Instead, she focused on establishing a charity school for girls. Mary eventually moved in with her close friend and patron, Lady Catherine Jones. She lived there until her death from breast cancer in May of 1731. She was 64 years old. All month, we're talking about women behind the curtain. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
2: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste.
0: with Conair Girl Bomb available at Walgreens.